and gentlemen, boys and girls, Dying Time is here. That's right, we are concluding our journey through Friday the 13th Part 7, The New Blood, on Kill by Kill. Well, greetings and salutations, Internet. It's your old pal Patrick Hamilton coming to you once again from Camp Crystal Lake, or... Actually, my office where I'm currently sweating and running 101 degree fever because that's how I like it. And this is the Kill by Kill podcast where we are dedicated to celebrating the least discussed component of any horror film, the characters. We will be unpacking all the gory details of Friday the 13th Part 7 in the hopes that a partier's untimely end is just the beginning of the jokes that we can make about them. And as always, there's only one person that I trust to help me combat a resurrected serial killer psychically. The one and only Gina Radcliffe. How are you doing, Gina? Uh, don't worry about me. How how are you doing? I, I understand that everything is on fire and, and that you are now roaming an apocalyptic wasteland. On this side of the world, everything's on fire. On the other side of the world, everything is wet or windy. So it's a great time to talk about uh, telepathic murder. <laughs> the good news is that we are not alone, Gina. Our guests today are comedians and podcasters who, uh, in their podcast, discuss the young adult pulp fiction of their awkward youth, the one and only's Lindsay Katai and Kelly Nugent. How are you doing, ladies? Good. Yay! This is Lindsay talking. This is Kelly talking. Uh, one of you should either clap or wave your hands uh, in a very, you know, loud way. Yeah, mm. I'll just, every time I talk, I will preface it with Lindsay. <laughs> so every time I have a thought, I'll be like, Lindsay, oh, I liked the scene. <laughs> As if addressing myself. And I'll just go, hey! <laughs> oh, a character. No, that's perfect. Listen, I'm fun. <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfect. Now, if there were ever two people that were just right for this particular edition of Friday the 13th. I would think it's actually you two, because while this movie has various, you know, Douglas Cirque melodrama elements, it also has a weird young adult sort of thriller element to it, in which we have a killer, but we also have someone who is imbued with paranormal Abilities, And that's something you guys have come across quite a bit in your journeys through uh, young adult books. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's definitely serving us some Carrie realness <laughs> here. Um, oh, going RuPaul. Yeah, going RuPaul. Um, she, and she's so, oh, she's so angst-filled. Beautiful hair. I love Tina. I, I, love I, Tina. I like Tina. I was team Tina. Yeah, I was also team Nick. I wrote that in my notes. Oh, yeah. I was... Medium Nick. Okay. <laughs> uh, he has some things going on for himself. I mean, he looks good in jean shorts. He's got that over me in droves. Every sh every shot of him, he has aged five years. He like <laughs> looks older throughout the movie. I just appreciated his behavior. Like he yes. pretty much like it didn't take long for him to believe Tina, and he saw evidence of what was happening. And didn't keep trying to deny it. Yeah. And then at the end, he backs way off and is like, you got this. Yeah. Well, he's like, it throw me in a boat, Jason. <laughs> and, and he never once tries to use her as a human shield. Oh, yeah. God. Which is a real... Which, I mean, oh. 
that's oh. sort of a deal breaker for me. Listen, doc, <laughs> Dr. Cruz is a real issue for me. He's like, I was like, oh, that guy wears sandals during your psychiatry treatment. Treatment sits on the edge of his desk, tells you to like call him Paul. Like he is, he's like very aggressively not like other doctors. And so you think this is like he's a cool doctor sort of play? <laughs> well, I think at first, and then he aggressively left turned into like I'm going to do experiments on you in the woods. <laughs> I will say I was I was like, mm, I think maybe Dr. Cruz doesn't have the best of intentions, seeing as how he, he is the villain from Mannequin 2 on the move. Mm. Yes. Tight cast for yeah. life, that guy. <laughs> yeah, we've we've denoted many of his previous uh, appearances in, in cinema history. He was, of mm-hmm. course, a, a corpse that sort of lampshaded two guys trying to get one over on the company they were working for and also yep. get laid. Not once but twice. Yeah. Mm. And then he also put Tammy's boyfriend's brain in a T-Rex. <laughs> oh. Yeah. He's the doctor from Tammy and the T-Rex. Wow. So he has a rich history in Hollywood and it's all on display here. And I guess something we've asked all of our previous guests and on, on this particular movie, I was hoping maybe either of you two might know the answer to this question. What is Why Dr. Is Bad News Cruz's plan i feel like okay right so he's like first he's like ooh, yay she can do telekinetic things so my plan is he gonna like sell her to a museum uh the answer is yes apparently according to that that (laughs) well because it felt very like he he wanted to like take her into the woods and agitate her a bunch so that way she would oh, perform I thought, more? I thought he was writing a book. Mm. That was my theory, is that he was compiling all this for evidence to put in a book to make himself famous and do the talk show circuit. I'm picturing, like, old-timey, like, Frankenstein stuff where it's, like, uh, do a presentation to a group of people in white coats and be like, look at this feat of a of man! <laughs> and, like, present her on this stage and have her do, like, various telekinetic tricks. Tricks, yeah. So like a King Kong sort of sitch where he yeah. brings her up there on a platform and then she makes a, a TV wobbly move across a set, stuff like that. Yeah, and then all of the flashing lights are going to agitate her even more and then she'll like inevitably have an explosion of power and then cause like a, some kind of small scale riot. Oh, from your lips to God's ears. <laughs> I, God hoping, like God willing, may that crossed. be what happens. <laughs> well, yeah, let's use the secret. Let's just hope mm-hmm. and put good stuff into the universe, and maybe the universe will pay it off down the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, that makes about as much sense as anything. We we really can't quite figure out how you turn make an agitated psychic girl into dollar sign dollar sign dollar sign. We're not. Is it volume? Maybe that just works for carpet. I don't know. It's just hard to equate. No matter how many tax breaks you get, I just don't see how this turns into pure profit. Well, and it doesn't even seem like he has he has absolutely no control over what she's doing. So I'm not sure why. Yeah, I'm not sure like where he would be going with this. He's I. That's why I really think book. And I he's, he's kind of the same as the doctor in uh, Terminator Two. Or just keeps provoking mm-hmm. Linda Hamilton <laughs> to talk about Doomsday. Here you have someone who can actually, you know, do something. I just don't, I guess he's taking her out there to see what will happen. That just doesn't seem super scientific. 
I don't know why I'm asking for professionalism from Dr. Bad News Cruz. Well, my question is why doesn't Tina or her mother at one point go, um, this isn't psychiatry? Well, yeah, because he's like, <laughs> well, first, like, there's so many red flags with this guy. The suggestion to bring her to the place where she killed her dad telekinetically mm-hmm. already, already issue. Don't do that. Don't do that. It's then, not in the AMA. No. No. I don't think so. And then Maybe also, in the 80s it was. Like, I'm just imagining being the mom, right? And the psychiatrist being like, hey, like, come with me into the woods. Yeah, let's all go let's together. Let's all go together like a family. Like, I mean, like, like a weird family. <laughs> I did think it was going to be that, like, the mom and Dr. Cruz were dating. There was undeniable sexual tension between them uh, until how, he used her as a human shield. <laughs> how many people have you asked to deny this? Because... I have a feeling that I may, I might deny it. I, I don't. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure well, how much undeniable to Kelly. <laughs> oh, it's. Un- I would also. I'm with you on the denial side. Ooh, <laughs> I'm gonna put forth a no. But it's it's a thick se- sensual tension. <laughs> not sexual, sensual. sensual, sensual, sensual. Okay, like a heavy sax sort of sitch. Yeah, with like um gauze Burn like floating in the wind. Gauze. Ooh, that's macabre. Gauzy. Yeah. 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 Taffeta. A real meatloaf. I'll do anything for love. Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I can buy that. Uh, so before we go any further with our philosophizing about these characters, there is a bit of business to take care of. So, Lindsay, let's start with you. When was the first time you saw a Friday the 13th movie? Today. Today. Perfect. Today. This is the first. Mm-hmm. Fri- this I haven't seen Nightmare on Elm Street. I haven't seen Friday the 13th. I haven't seen one of the other ones. Is there like a third that people always talk about like these Well, two? in terms of like a horror icon or things that yeah. became a, a bright, you know. Oh, oh, I've never seen a Halloween movie. Okay. That was the other one. Yeah. In that sort of slasher milieu. Yes. I have seen Scream. Okay. That's about it. So in terms of that, did you, did you feel how they talked about slasher movies in Scream comported with what you witnessed? And I'm. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Way more so than I even expected. (laughs) I was like, wow, they were not fucking around. These tropes are real. (laughs) As soon as you have sex, you are dead. Or maybe before you have sex, you're dead. Yeah. Well, that is the one thing about, I think, the Friday the 13th series that I don't think Scream. Scream sort of comports this with the others where in Friday the 13th, being a virgin is almost unheard of until this movie where you could even start approaching it um Mm -hmm. in the other movies like people have sex and people all everyone has sex and everyone does drugs yeah i was surprised at At the marijuana at the marijuana at the fact that every damn couple paired off (laughs) and i did listen to your to the other episode what what did you guys call it bone fest bone (laughs) town bone town yeah bone Bone, town bone town bone zone (laughs) The, the, the great boning of 1988 get bunked a thon 1987 that's what it was yeah. the get bunked <laughs> yeah that's pretty much going to be like when we start our patreon that's pretty much going to be like the hashtag on everything all our all <laughs> our like all it. our merchandise just going to say get bunked yeah you should sell uh shell certs <laughs> oh my god <laughs> sell shirts that say that oh yeah, yeah shirts the enamel pins that are really really hot with the kids yeah, right now yes mm-hmm. everyone loves an enamel pin you got my pre-order <laughs> 
We're rolling in those imaginary <laughs> ducats. Fifteen dollar pledge. Oh, you're I'm rich. Given. You're rich with promises. <laughs> well, we're, we've, we've just about spent the 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 million dollar check we got for being featured on Podmass. So actually, weren't oh, you on yeah. the same? You were, you were on the same. We were same same, same article, same roundup. Did you did you ride the high as long as I did? I'm sure my Facebook friends just like yeah, all right. You've told us three times already that you you made it onto Podmass. <laughs> <laughs> we did ride that high. Why would you not riding it? Yeah, right. Riding it until I die. I've got that million dollars in my imaginary bank account, ready to, <laughs> ready to spend that dwindling social cachet. <laughs> All we need to do: get in a time machine, go back seven, eight years, start our own podcast company, and then right about <laughs> now, we will start to make lots of money. Yeah. Until they change how people Everything. make money again. <laughs> Um, Yay. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, now that we've depressed ourselves about our achievements, which are many and fruitful and we should be happy about, let's move to you, Kelly. When was the first time you saw a Friday the 13th movie? Uh, it was at my cousin's house. And this was already a very distraught time for me because these were my mean cousins that used to bully me a lot. Ooh. But everyone liked them because they had a pool. <laughs> so... We were like, uh, it was a sleepover with like all the cousins there. And I remember we watched it. And this must have been when I was like 12. I remember it was the first like slasher movie I'd ever seen. And it was probably like, maybe not the gore. Well, yeah, I think it was probably the goriest thing I'd ever seen at the, uh, up until that point. Mm. And I remember like realizing my mortality. Like as I was going to sleep that night, I was like, oh my God, that could be me. <laughs> I could be like chopped to death <laughs> like it was really uh weird and i remember like staying away from them for a couple years uh and then being fine with it later mm -hmm. but yeah well i think you had a rational reaction to it whereas i was frightened to death of the pink panther theme so i think <laughs> <laughs> love, see, i loved pink panther i was all about pink panther it's very unnerving it's the sound yeah, of someone is. sneaking into your house <laughs> In a very yeah. jazzy way, but they're <laughs> yeah. still violating your space, y'all. That like '60s cartoon jazz—it can't be trusted. No. Mm -mm. no, name a good '60s cartoon jazz artist who still has a, an unbesmirched record. I dare you. Vince DeVolvita, yeah, who did the uh, peanut stuff. Charles Charlonlon. <laughs> Mine was real, Kelly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think I just betrayed my ignorance about Sixties cartoon <laughs> jazz artists. Uh, so let us pick up where we left off. In the very last moments, uh, we saw Robin uh, transform into a man in mid-flight and then hit the ground again as a woman oh, yeah. uh, and just kind of flop there. Oh, yeah. I wrote down, sweater guy fall, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> I, there were three points where I truly did laugh out loud and that was that one was of one them. of mine too yeah was was the any of the other two having to do with that fake head oh no, no. the other one is i know i know we can't talk about it because it's not one of our assigned kills, no you can talk about anything well they've already covered the, all the kills the sleeping bag like hitting the sleeping bag against a tv or I'm, I'm against a tree a sleeping bag full of a person <laughs> It reminded me of um, uh, one of my friends had a pet rat and the pet rat got sick and vet was like, well, I could put it to sleep, but it'll be a lot cheaper if you just put it in a pillowcase and like throw the pillowcase on the ground. Oh my God. <laughs> that was their savings plan? Oh my God. Yeah. He was like, it'll be cheaper. And the parents were like, I, I, uh, my friend's mom was like, I will not take my son's rat and hit it against the ground. 
Um, but so I was like, oh, that poor girl is a little rat in a with a little case. <laughs> <laughs> that did. That was sad. Uh, oh, I, I laughed so hard. At that. I mean, it's also very funny, yes. but it was like insult to injury. Like you're already gonna kill me. Yeah. Why do you have to wrap me in a bag and drag me first? But that wasn't my first. Uh, my first LOL. Actually, I had four LOLs. My first LOL. Closing time at the stock exchange. <laughs> <laughs> when he said the the party was so dirty already that it looked like closing oh, time at the that stock guy, exchange. He was the fanciest boy <laughs> that there ever was. I was like, all right, we get it. Your sweater rich. guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he. Yeah. Mr. Pleats. Yep. Yeah, it's it's hard uh, to imagine so many pleats on one human being, and it, it's also weird to think that people <laughs> yeah. really dress like that. But I'm gonna blow your minds. That was me what? in high school. I what like, you could tra- like that with a more of a hockey hair thing going on. Oh, I I am seeing it vividly. Yeah. Th- that. <laughs> I oh dressed goodness. that prissy. Oh my goodness! Did you do the sweater tied around the shoulder? Of course, it was it was culturally <gasps> wow. appropriate for me to do this in Glendale, California. Um, you got to post photos. <laughs> um, I every photo I've ever posted is me in some sort of Cosby esque sweater um, <laughs> with inappropriate slacks, and I, oh, I'm like defined inappropriate, like drapey. They were just Sheer? they were just too fancy for any sort of oh, affair. Oh, okay. Like a dress pants. Yes, a dress pants. Tux pants. Um, and I yeah, only I was probably a good twenty pounds lighter because uh, I was so very very thin that strong winds could carry me away, and <laughs> and I was swallowing maybe a bag and a half of Doritos a day. Got to be held down by some heavy wool sweaters. <laughs> yeah, you were right to do that. Yeah. Uh, you know what? You're on the right side of history. <laughs> <laughs> I've got that going for me. So. Oh, I was going to say another LOL mm-hmm. is Melissa, I don't even like you. Oh, my God. I, I loved out that. that. I loved when he said that to her. This is like right after, right at the point where we are allowed to start talking about the movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> in theory, um, is when, uh, what's his face, uh, audience stand in gets rejected by melissa Mm -hmm. and he says i've been rejected by some of the finest science fiction magazines in the continental united states (laughs) what is this line i don't know know, but it still puts alaska and hawaii in play i was about to say why haven't you tried hawaii (laughs) hawaii has a thriving sci-fi magazine industry yeah or even like puerto rico or guam like get into some territories you're really limiting yourself Or self-published, man. Mm. I mean, in the See. 80s, it's a little different. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if he was around now, he'd probably have, like, a 12-part series completely self-published of, like, what they call them, like, space mummies or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he'd be writing he'd that be IP that, right like... to the big time. Yeah, yeah. That would sell like hotcakes. So let's get right into it. Uh, we rejoin the action here with Nick attempting uh, to put together an escape plan. All the while, Tina is insisting that her mother is being murdered slash might come back to the cabin. She's a little unsure as to which one it is, but that's okay. She's yeah. distraught. You know, perhaps she's not the right person to be making plans right now. But they end up sort of uh, splitting up. Uh, with Nick going back to the party house, which is still festooned with an odd array of balloons and mm-hmm. <laughs> various balloons hanging on weird parts of walls. There definitely seems to be more balloons in each scene than there were in the last scene. Yeah, are, are the bal- 
so or did the balloons have sex we... and then they probably <laughs> <laughs> anytime we don't see jason he's very busy just adding some balloons to the room making it a fun environment for everybody to get their heads chopped <laughs> off <laughs> or like this got cut but every time we're not seeing a, a location pennywise the clown is just snuck mm. in and just like set another balloon down and then, like, calmly jaunts away. <laughs> I buy it. It's a lot of skipping in fisheye yeah, lenses. Like, doo, doo. Yeah. Um, and the one thing I noticed when Nick walks in is that there appears to be some sort of Close Encounters-esque UFO parked outside. There's so much light coming yeah, in. Yeah, I was really, I was confused about that light. And I, like, I was like, are we supposed to know what that is? And then, so I kept like rewinding. <laughs> it was not like, what's that? Diegetic. It was non diegetic. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I was like, well, I guess he doesn't see it. <laughs> I don't know. It's like it's we wandered into a Billy Idol video all of a sudden. <laughs> he was so backlit. It was crazy. Yeah. It's just like they're like, you know how um, Top Gun is kind of a neo noirish? Well, we want to do that at night. At a cabin. <laughs> I just feel like there might have been like a cut scene where Jason was just going to like plow into the side of the house on like a bulldozer and that was just the light shining on it. If he had, if he was sitting on a little caterpillar getting ready to <laughs> just revving that engine. <laughs> oh my God. It took him like four hours to drive it out there. I was going to say there was a moment where I was like, how does he keep upgrading his weapons? So honestly, I wouldn't put a caterpillar too far Okay, out of the realm of possibility. I have some questions Mm -hmm. about his like ability to kill people because, okay, (laughs) there were times where he like he stabbed through someone with his like pointy fingernails at Mm -hmm. one point. How? Oh, um, when he was resurrected and this happened in the last movie um, in that movie, he discovered that he had a sort of a Hulk like super strength. And throughout throughout that movie, he constantly gives looks to the camera like, huh, I can do that now? All right. (laughs) And then at the end of the movie, he's like, what a week. (laughs) (laughs) It's basically uh, the Chevy Chase vehicle modern problems, but with with Jason Voorhees. (laughs) Oh, okay. So his fingers are just very strong. So they can be like a knife. Yeah, he can just do that sort of Mortal Kombat finishing move Yes. whenever he mm-hmm. wishes. And in previous films, he had displayed certain levels of strength. And in part three, he squeezed a uh, uh, would-be boyfriend's head so hard that his eye popped out. Oh. But no brains came out afterwards, which would tell you the oh. intelligence level of that particular boyfriend. Well, no, it just uh, yeah. it popped off the, the, the thread of his brain. <laughs> That's how powerful yeah. it was. Is he can he can actually direct where he wants his strength to affect. That's right. <laughs> right here. here. <laughs> so yeah, and one of his signatures that we've seen over the movies is a an ability that he just he's got sort of a Jackie Chan philosophy where he finds mm. his weapons as he goes. He just doesn't he doesn't plan, yeah. he doesn't have a favorite, he just does what he wants. He's very resourceful. Yes. That reaches what I would call a fuck you level in this particular sequence that we're talking about. When he dons what could only be described as a sharpened field hockey stick. I wrote down. Oh, my God. Yeah. You, you read my mind, Hamilton. I, 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 <laughs> I, I wrote a note. What is that thing? It looks like a bladed hockey stick. Yes. Yep. Yeah. It I, makes no I'm... sense. And then he follows it up with 
this circular saw on the end of a pole. Which comes from where? where that so uh, that he, shed. He brought you know. both. He brought both and he's like, hmm, which to use on which victim? But he came out <laughs> of the bottom of the lake. He didn't have yeah. a storage unit down there. He didn't uh, put up a pod and say, uh, I'm going to pay this ahead of time. And then when I'm resurrected, I'm going to reach in here for new weapons. He And we also could have explained this if he had just killed a gardener. But no, sure. I feel like they were they were trying to buy too much real estate with him, like being in a woodshed once. And they're like, well, anything <laughs> he has, he could all. get it from there. <laughs> and he like because I did not even understand what that thing was like. You don't need that much torque on a saw. You don't need like to be it to be on the it's end of a stick. unwieldy yeah. if and, you put a saw on the end of the stick like that. Yeah. Where is its center of gravity? Because it was like almost a weed whacker, but then mm-hmm. not because it was like way weirder and scarier. And it was a thin stick. A thin stick or pole. Yeah, what, pole, whatever it is, it, it seems unwieldy. But here's another issue that I have with that particular weapon. I want to run it by everybody. So this might be like issue 5,478. How does Jason know how to use a gas-powered gardening equipment? Like, did he pick this up at a trade school? Did he take a small appliance repair course at Crystal Lake Tech? Like, this is a backwoods mutant who has raised himself in a shack in the woods with nothing but his mother's head and a curiously preserved toilet. And now he just knows how to use a pole cord and a choke on a tree trimmer. Like, fuck you! Yeah, that was weird that he he seems to have some, like, pre-programmed knowledge for certain types of technology. Like, I didn't get... Because he just... Well, first of all, we never even see him pick it up. He appears with it. And... Seems to be whipping it around with quite a bit of vigor and uh, accuracy. Yes. Maybe it's uh, whatever lightning bolts hit him also imbued him with that knowledge. The- okay, here we go. It was All one right, of those fan gardening storms. <laughs> here, here we go. Fan correction. Um, we don't know this. This is how it happens off screen. But Tina is an amateur gardener. Mm-hmm. And so when <laughs> she was like wishing for her dad to be like, reincarnated and then accidentally like releasing him she transferred her little knowledge about various gardening tools to him now he knows bam i i buy this works works for me great yes psychic torpedo contains gardening knowledge yeah done and (laughs) tina doesn't know that because she hasn't explored her powers fully so she has no idea well there's no hard and fast rules to this uh because that would require forethought and screenwriting and that Mm. is not necessarily this edition's uh forte um but yeah i'll buy that I'll buy that just fine. Um, So we return to the woods here, and that's where we find Mrs. Shepard and Dr. Bad News. And they're putting on a regional theater production of The Glass Menagerie. Um, (laughs) There also seems to be a staunch belief amongst the male characters in this film that holding a woman by her shoulders and shaking her violently will get them to agree with their plans. And I don't know that that is reality so much did, did they not did they not see airplane that, no. doesn't, that doesn't work no one in this movie saw airplane <laughs> that is that is the subtext that everyone was given they wrote it down on cards and they said don't tell anybody but you only you know this and i want to see it on screen i will say that there was a lot of just in general touching of the shoulders of yes. women like nick loves to hold both of tina's yes. shoulders it's almost like she's one of those uh those little uh 
uh, BB game balls, you know, where you try to get the BB balls into various little plastic holders. Oh, yeah. He's afraid she's going to just whip away. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, it it is very like, "Ah, I have to control this hysterical woman. I'm going to shake her by the shoulders. Well, what we're ignoring, but we all know, is that when you shake a woman, uh, intelligence falls out. (laughs) Mm, mm Mm-hmm. And so, so once you like shake a little of the intelligence out, then they're like, "Yes, good yeah. plan." Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I learned oh, I in high school. Say, yeah, and that's what Doctor Cruz learned at the School of Psychiatry and uh, Exploitation. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. That's right. Um, I was gonna say uh, in the in the last episode where you guys were talking about the first part of the movie, um, you said that Mrs. Shepard was another mom not given yes. a first name. Her name is Amanda. Oh, does it? pop up and we missed it she introduces herself Uh-oh. to nick as amanda sheffield <gasps> oh Shepherd. my sheffield. god thank you yep amanda you know what she saw that mm-hmm. that ripe young man and thought to herself <laughs> you know what i got i'm amanda i'm a woman i'm not just a mother <laughs> <laughs> she was like i'm feeling things i haven't felt nigh on 20 <laughs> years <laughs> i'm amanda damn it you never know when those high-waisted pants might get unbelted yeah, no, or that uh, That's what that hair. belt is for. <laughs> Ooh. Keeping that sexuality at bay. Uh, yeah, oh boy. Um, and yeah, so Amanda's getting her shoulders shaken. She's getting really whipped back and forth. Uh, we hear yet another doubled up kill, kill, kill for no particular reason. And also a slow down choo, choo, choo oh, yeah. noise. The soundtrack is the fucking worst. Yeah, endless. It, <laughs> Just it just keeps squeaking and hawking and lurping and burping everywhere. At one point later on, when Tina's using her psychic power on the stairs, you I swear to God, you keep hearing a doorbell go off. And I'm like, <laughs> we don't have a doorbell. We have one of those ring things. <laughs> yeah, this... What the fuck is happening? Where am I hearing this doorbell? No, it was the soundtrack of the movie. Yeah, no, I <laughs> thought that there was like intense yard work happening outside my house. <laughs> and I like paused it and I was like, oh. No, and then I put it back on, and then it started getting louder. It was, I think it was during one of the parts where Tina was described. Oh, that's right. It's when um, one of the, like, many times that Dr. Cruz Cruz. is, like, just intensely gaslighting Mm -hmm. Tina. And he really is. This is a very good example. It is. It's textbook, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he would know. He's a doctor. He could actually put it in a textbook if he had lived. And he does not. Spoiler alert for a movie that came out 39 years ago. Fuck that guy. Although I was kind of bummed that we didn't get to see more of, like, the gore with him. Like, it was very off screen. I was going to say, it's like he got a little tummy Yeah, it's like he gets flurbered due to my kid. (laughs) (laughs) And instead it was like, yeah, yeah. Well, like, it, like as it's approaching him, it's like, and then yeah, and like, you just see his face, and then it's like, tickle, tickle. He almost goes cross-eyed, like, uh, like Dan Aykroyd when he gets a ghost blowjob in Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, 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 well, those two things. The, the drama, the drama of the scene is definitely lessened by the fact that he goes cross-eyed upon death. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, otherwise I was really wrapped up in the dramatics. <laughs> I'm like really invested in the characters and hoping they were going to live. And I was like, oh, my God, what's going to happen to this very serious moment between these serious characters? I mean, this is a real but then he like... goes cross-eyed. <laughs> That's out the window. <laughs> I mean, you think of like character dramas and you think of like mm-hmm. The Sopranos. 
You think of Breaking yeah. Bad. You think Friday of Sex seven. in the City. You think <laughs> of popular the show on the <laughs> You think of <laughs> <laughs> other such other such media. <laughs> um yeah. Uh, so they uh, this plan of his to shake intelligence out of Amanda does not work out. Uh, he just runs no. for the hills as soon as he hears a twig snap. And then we get what feels yep. like an endless Paul Greengrass circa born supremacy like shaky cam chase. <laughs> then yeah. he slides yeah. into home, which I, I don't know if this is a plan. We have not figured out his plans to date. I think this is the episode where we've really finally found consensus, but this, I'm yeah, going to stop here in this open field <laughs> and try to, I don't know. And then like, look yeah. every which way. Uh, it's not exactly what I would call top notch planning. Uh, but you yeah. know what? He's an improv guy. Uh, and by that, I mean, he's going to sacrifice yeah. the woman on his team so that he can look cool. Uh, faces yep. her right towards Jason and we almost have an official get bunked here where the stabbing implement goes through two people and then they decided not mm. to do that. I feel kind of cheated. This is the first movie in yeah. all of them that we've covered where either someone hasn't been stabbed through an object or two people haven't been stabbed at the same time. Wow. That yeah, it really would have for it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. What because, oh my God, wouldn't that be so cheat. funny? I would have laughed so hard if he tried to use her as a human shield but got and stabbed anyway. totally bit him in the ass. <laughs> or stabbed him in the chest. Stabbed him in the chest. The other saying for that. But also, like, ugh, I mean, it's it's the heat wave talking, but I could not stare at his sweater any longer. I was, like, getting so hot looking at that sweater. I was like, take it off. It's so, what is that, wool? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> so hot <laughs> it is yeah i don't well that's the other thing that we've noticed in this movie is that they filmed it in january in alabama and these movies are typically set in the summer so you generally shouldn't be seeing people's breath you know in like july in new yeah. jersey <laughs> that, that's wow oops i was having a lot of trouble like location like figuring out where everybody was because it did seem like people were just in various areas mm -hmm. of the woods well as uh michael the birthday boy said at the beginning of the movie woods is woods <laughs> woods is woods which is true happy <laughs> birthday michael that's <laughs> the kind of wisdom michael. that oh. you know makes him the friend that everyone that will show lost. up uh, to the jersey woods to party with him just because yeah. it's birthday i mean He's, it's that yeah. kind of sterling wit that makes him the center of the party. Um, and so, yeah, R.I.P.D., Amanda Shepard. Uh, you have a great chipmunk <laughs> voice. And I got to say, she was a lady who stood yeah. up for herself and stood up for her daughter. And she deserved better than to die in Dr. Cruz's <laughs> shoulder shake. But yeah. That's oh, what she got. God. Mid, <laughs> like, like shoulder shake, that's whip what around. He was doing again. Yeah, he was holding her shoulders. Horrible. Horrible. Ugh. Ugh. He's the Ugh. villain. <laughs> yes, yeah. he is. He is the the literal villain of this movie. Jason just happens to be in it. Jason's an innocent. He's <laughs> like wrong place, wrong you know time. What? I think Jason gets a bad rap. <laughs> hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> He's indiscriminate in his killing. Okay. Part one of 42 tweets. So here's uh -huh. the thing about Jason. <laughs> Part one of question mark. I got a, We got a thread going. Yeah. Some game theory. Go for I'm it. Not gonna thread, I'm not going to thread uh -huh. any of my tweets. 
<laughs> They're going to be separate. <laughs> uh, I wanted to talk about the fact that Jason's post-kill corpse art oh, yeah. is bizarre and erratic. Like, he stockpiles all the corpses in one place. Yes. Well, he's known historically but, oh, really? as Jason Voorhees' interior slash exterior decorator. Oh, he he likes to have it. a sort of impromptu, you know, trophy spot, okay. as it were. Okay. Um, generally, some of them might be spring-loaded uh, so that they pop out at an ah. uh, appropriate time. Or inappropriate, really, if you're on the other end of it. But mm-hmm. yeah, he's he's known for sort of present, you know, like gathering everything together. So because he can't take okay. notes at this point, the 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 thing these fingers are mostly gone because fish have eaten them. So he uh, has to stockpile bony. all the bodies in one place so he can keep count. Ah, uh, I was laughing. That was one of my LOL parts is when. So I know Tina is like discombobulated and agitated, mm-hmm. but like the setup that he has going on with these corpses in the woods. One falls out. The rest of them are on display. They're all there. And she like stumbles into the middle of it and then is like, ah, ah, ah. Like, they were all I'm hanging like, there. I'm like, girl, girl, you saw that like, like 10 minutes ago as you were walking <laughs> yeah. towards that area. But they she, didn't all pop out of a branch. But she literally responds to like different parts of people's bodies. Like she's like, the leg, the arm, the eye. Ah. I'm like, that's. That's a whole piece. You saw that. <laughs> that was an installation, girl. Yeah. That's <laughs> true. Limited run. It's going away. <laughs> it's a pop-up gallery. Get your Instagrams gallery. while yeah. you can. Yeah. <laughs> uh, make sure that you make that your Facebook icon. Mm. Exactly. And so, yeah, uh, Mrs. Shepard is gone uh, too oh, soon. Yeah. Sorry, Miss Shepard. Yeah. Um, Amanda, Amanda, I'm enough. sorry. I'm yeah, sorry, let's Amanda, call Amanda, the woman Amanda. by her name. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say her name, a la Oprah. <laughs> um, a la Robert Paulson. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, we cut back to Nick, uh, who manages to find Eddie's body that's crammed under the coffee table like Farmer Ted and 16 Candles. <laughs> and uh, he heads back to Casa Shepherd, uh, where he discovers that Tina is now missing and Melissa is there for... Yes. Reasons. Yeah, she just she just kind of helps herself right, just walks right into the house so she owns the place. I, I honestly, and why is she there? No, I've, that is my question to to all of you, the five astute young women. Why the fuck is Melissa in this house? Melissa's a busy woman. She is she is forty nine years old. She is <laughs> she is starting her own business. She is an entrepreneur. Yeah, she is wearing pantsuits. Mm-hmm. She's. Uh, probably gonna get an unexpected baby at some point. She carries around She's a cell got phone. A, a stylish bob with a wave bang. She, she, she does. She could... does seem like one of those MLM, like you know, selling leggings and and diet yes. plans. She mm-hmm. very much seems that type of yeah. person. Some yes, that woman yeah. sells Herbalife. She <laughs> yes. is so busy. So I mean, honestly, good on her for making time for Tina's house. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> she was she was just doing a stop by. She was like, I got some samples. Listen, Arbon is half off right now, and I knew that you were interested, and so you were my first stop. <laughs> this was her like olive branch to Tina. So she came. She was trying to like 
you know, butter her up a little bit. Yeah, because uh, she's a bitch, but she's got a good business sense. <laughs> she is a Don't alienate up. your base. She's a monster. She this woman sucks. is a monster. <laughs> when uh, when audience stand-in calls her a cunt, I wrote down, Melissa is a cunt. She is. <laughs> she is a she straight-up cunt. Is well, she now- the one who calls? Who calls Tina Marilyn Manson? Oh, is that her? No, that's a uh, Munster. Sorry, yeah, uh, no, that's Marilyn Munster. Munster. I thought that was a good reference. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, she is kind of a Marilyn Munster yeah, in a way. Um, She's pretty. Now, She's blonde. Uh, on yeah. your guys' show, you generally qualify people on a uh, capital letter. Oh, capital K. Yeah, or uh, a girl, lower little I'm, Q. Where would you place she's her? She's a capital K. I don't know. Remember when she did the straight jacket thing? Ooh. That was like, I, I was like, ooh. Yeah, she put in some good wood spying. <laughs> yeah. She did her homework. Oh, she was like traipsing around in, that, in those woods. She was like doing like in army rolls in her pearls <laughs> in those like cowboy boots underneath I, her embroidered jeans. You know, my vote is not, not a capital K cunt. Maybe lowercase cunt? Lowercase K. K. Lowercase K. On cunt? the spectrum, yeah. yeah I would she's say. on the spectrum. <laughs> so, yeah, I would say, mm, I don't know. I feel very strongly about her actions with the, the straight jacket thing when she, like, makes that dude wear his jacket backwards and is like, is that what they do in the mental institution? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I was like. Uh, that is really bad. I was like, we get it. You're mean. <laughs> <laughs> but, but she also is under the belief that mean works for her and when she is ultimately sort of rejected later on during that party by nick basically saying i'm trying to find out if my cousin's still alive i don't really want to get it wet with a person i don't like right now (laughs) he's like look i'm really busy my cousin are not my friend i don't like you You (laughs) he's like i'm really upset about my cousin whose picture i have in my wallet i was we're very close (laughs) we're so close I mean, and that was the thing too. I, yeah, she was like, she's like, well, you don't have to like me. And she's Which like, it's basically not about you life. don't have to like me to fuck me. She wants to hate fuck him. Yeah. Or any that's what she wants. she wants. Any kind of fucking. She wants him to hate fuck her. She wants him to hate fuck her. She's just gonna feel it out. She'll see how she feels. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't feel anything. That's why she she's looking for something she's, to hang on to. Yeah. She's hollow inside. She's, she's yeah. nothing. Well, but she, she has some Christian sensitivity in her shin because later Eddie fucks it uh, half to death. <laughs> Oh, my God. He is humping the shit out of her leg. Yes. Like, literally, she has someone hump her leg. She takes that shin like it's been ridden hard and put away wet, and she has to walk (laughs) around on it for the rest of the night. God knows if her foot is numb or what. Get that girl. She's a cunt. I, I will say, you know what? She's right. She did give him a chance. He doesn't turn her on. No, he didn't hump her shin right. No. She needs to go get a wet washcloth. Listen, if you hear you, Gary, we've heard it from several female sources here. Guys, you want the key to a woman's heart? You better fuck that shin, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, the key to a woman's heart is through her shin. I like a, a, like a hard exterior part of my body that has no softness Mm -hmm. and is bruises easily. Bruise. Oh, so easily. Um, somewhere that I am like often hitting a coffee table. Mm -hmm. Ugh. Get I'd your, rather it be hit by a dick. Get your penis in between my shin and a coffee it's table. Not not the coffee table. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. Someone, someone email uh, uh, R. Kelly. Let him know that we have a uh, new jam for him. Because I, yeah. I have a feeling this is right up 
his gross alley. Oh, you can't <laughs> think of any gross thing R. Kelly hasn't already done. <laughs> He'll be like, I already did that in 2007. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a song about it. It had 17 parts. <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus. These people are terrible. Um, so back to the action. Uh, where the fuck are we? There's so many ins and outs. It's like. well, we. Oh, yeah. Melissa's at uh, Shay Tina. Yes. Yeah. Shay, Crystal. And she thinks everyone's weird and everyone sucks. And why aren't they paying attention to her? Why aren't they looking at my pearls? Yes. Uh, Jason (laughs) keeps showing up with different instruments somewhere in the distance. The Joker is just mumbling to himself. Where does he get such wonderful toys? (laughs) Um, I mean, it gives it gives at least he has a nice personal touch by, by choosing a new weapon for each kill. It's 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 That's just showing true. it shows an attention to detail that you know your your Michael Myers's lack. I mean, he just tends to go for the, the butcher knife or the bare hands, but mm-hmm. you know he just like well, you know I I thought a lot about it. I think you need to go for the bladed hockey stick thing. I just found sitting around that nobody knows what it is. It's just it's some sort of post apocalyptic weapon that that people use when they need to fight over you know gasoline and water rations. <laughs> yeah. Well, so what he does is he actually uh, sends out like a doodle. Um, to everyone he's going to kill to make sure, like, just get their personality type. Mm-hmm. And then he, it's like bespoke murdering. Uh, it's actually <laughs> our new sponsor. I wanted to talk to you guys about it. Sure. Um, is this like a, a crate service where, like, yeah, yeah. you get yeah. a surprise murder because what we do is we talk about our sponsor on other people's podcasts. <laughs> so what we like to do is bring in our sponsor, um, loot kill <laughs> it's a it's a it's a lovely like once in a Get lifetime a box every kill. month <laughs> sometimes the theme is spike sometimes the theme is imaginary garden tools <laughs> sometimes the theme is my fingers yeah. so <laughs> it's curated serial killing it's mm-hmm. yeah. sort of like a, a fred siegel but you die at the end yes yeah so you're right you're right he cares he cares he really does yeah Good for it's him. personalized. <laughs> You're not just a warm body to him that will eventually cool off. You're a person, and you deserve your own way of being shuffled off this mortal coil. God damn yeah. it! You're a warm body that will eventually be put in a tree. Yeah, mm. yeah, or just fallen, fallen out of one, <laughs> or just uh, in a planter. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> your head just goes in a planter. Oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> Nick you finds see, that one, right? Everyone else has got this like intricate Blair Witch shit going on, and then your head's just like plopped in an orange tree. Yeah. I will say this for that that sequence is that <laughs> Tina eventually picks it up with her mind and headbutts Jason with it. So, oh, I mean, uh, would you rather uh, just be in a tree or have your head headbutt you know Jason later on? I, and you I, get to experience telekinesis. I cackled yeah. like a lunatic at that scene when she launches the <laughs> severed head across the room and it's still just as lousy and cheap looking as it was in the last shot. I, I want to know who, who had the honor, the privilege of being on set and just pelting this thing across the room. <laughs> well, we know that, um, I'm forgetting his name right now, the the actor who uh, was Jason. Um stood very patiently mm-hmm. for every single take they probably did because Jason <laughs> is Jason is just He's like okay look, uh, we'll try this again um, <laughs> I'll just brace myself for this orange tree to the face <laughs> yeah Jason starts uh, throwing a lot of who shot where and the what now looks at Tina throughout their their psychic yes. battle Love like that. he just like what the fuck like 
this hasn't happened to me before. And a lot of things have happened to me. Yeah, I I really wanted to know his thought process throughout the entire movie. Because A, I want to know why he just keeps killing. Like he is kill, kill, kill. No thought, just whoever he runs into, as soon as he kills those people, he's off to find the next. Not a second thought. And then the other thing is like, what is he thinking about this telekinetic fighter? What the? What is this now? He looks very confused and in in as much as you know somebody who how would you describe his face at this point the the condition of his appearance gnarled yeah definitely like mush gnarled yeah like water soaked crypt keeper gnarled like a like a shrunken apple head that's been left to seed yeah he's looking Frankly, a little, he's looking a little beef jerky a little you know old wet sneaker kind of a lot of oh different like looks a going wallet on. in a pool <laughs> yes there you go thank you yes. that's perfect there it is but with really <laughs> with great some... bone structure yeah, oh fantastic yes. with, and with one one with, eye with one yeah. jacked up eye and a yeah. few teeth he that looks scarier with his mask on i thought I it's always more intimidating not to be able I'm to like, see an expression, I think. Yeah, and I'm like, what's behind there? And then I saw it and I was like, oh, I guess oh, that's kind of scary. That's behind well, there. <laughs> oh, that. Part of it is because when the mask is off, he's forced to do a lot of facial reactions. And at one point, when, when both Tina and he are in the basement and they're sort of facing off against one another, they start... Uh, moving their jaws around like they're both chewing big league chew i was just gonna say that (laughs) yes he is like chomping the air like hard and she's doing a lot of like i mean i i'm I'm assuming she's doing the best with what she's given which is like a director probably screaming at her and look like like you're doing telekinesis yeah which is like her being like I'm looking at the item. Now throw! And then him being like, whoa, 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 whoa. I liked the annoyed side eye looks they kept giving each other in the basement. Because at that point, they were like, will you not fucking die? Yeah. Why? Oh, my God. Like, even Jason is going, this again? I thought I took care of this. (laughs) And then the whole time, Nick's like, hello? (laughs) (laughs) Someone stepped on my table. (laughs) I know. I'm going to have trouble going between sitting and standing for weeks. I think it's bruised. It's like an 11-year-old trying to test out how to walk on someone's back, like at a Japanese massage parlor. And he's just kind of like, wait a second, do I want to... Do do I want to go low on his hips or do I want to go high on his spine? Mm. I don't know what the... That lack of decision making really saves Nick's life. Yeah, it definitely seemed like a new method for Jason. I mean, have we seen Jason use his feet before? Gina? To kill? Have we ever seen Jason use his feet to kill somebody? I don't think so you would think he would have you know, kicks you know watch somebody like a football right by this point but n- no he's not in mm-hmm. those big ass work boots you would think he would you know curb stomp somebody at some point yeah he's mostly greco-roman he's all upper body no, yeah, he, he was not successful in doing it and i feel like he <laughs> so i think he probably never tries it again because he did it and he's like all right i know my strengths and using my feet is not no. one of them because that did not work <laughs> he definitely he's he seems to question he's like should i just apply pressure to the foot or should i step on him completely yeah. do i step with my foot on his, his foot on his back 
if I step all the way on him, will I lose my balance? I'm not that graceful. <laughs> He's not mm. very graceful. He's fast and mm. lumbering, but not but graceful. But do you saw him go through that window, that self-defenestration was, oh my was God. A, a bit of ballet <laughs> from him. The way that he That's jumped true. through with both feet forward, I was like, I was in shock. I was like, I can't believe how graceful this is. Yeah, what did you push off? <laughs> so did yeah. they, have a tr- they have a trampoline parked, parked outside the yeah. house? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was in the shed with all the garden tools. That's a, de- that's a deleted scene. There's just like It's just them walking by and someone being like, oh, we don't use that trampoline barely at all anymore. <laughs> anyway, let's go in the house and party. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's it's not great. Oh, you know what we missed uh, here is is Melissa's oh, death. Melissa, Miss Melissa, uh, who nobody 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 misses. This Melissa. is true, but it's we true. we must mark yeah. her passing. But we do miss her death. <laughs> Here's the thing about that is the most brutal thing that happens, and that includes the sleeping bag death. He just buries a hatchet in her face and throws her like I assume airline people throw my bag into an airplane. <laughs> Yeah, he hurls her over the TV into the corner. I loved the way her legs looked like flooping down off of the like TV stand. I was like, oh, sick. <laughs> it is the best physical stuff in the whole thing, I think. It was hilarious. That was like, that could have been like Charlie Chaplin. That was hilarious. <laughs> and, and, I, and, I, and I love that she she is not given a, a, a an iota of humanity up to the very no, end. No. She's just, she's just an unreasonable bitch until, until death, literally. Yeah. yeah, I wrote down that she says, he's like, Melissa, you have to stay here with us. And she goes, it's not my style. And I was like, what? Being in living rooms? Like, what is it I your know. style? And right also, now? she like tries to make everything so sexual because that's, she's like bringing me like some, fuck, I don't watch Sex in the City too much. The one that's obsessed Samantha. with Samantha. Yes. Samantha. She, cause everything, she's like, oh, what? And they're like, um, because when they said, like, you should stay here with us, I feel like she was saying, like, <laughs> for, like, a threesome? I don't think so. And, like, <laughs> started walking out. But I was so mad at her because she literally made Tina's mom's death and also, like, the death of, like, various other people in the house mm-hmm. about her. Classic Melissa. Classic Melissa. Because she was like, I can't believe this. Ugh, I can't believe I'm stuck in this house with <laughs> you two. And I was like, okay. But, like, Tina's going yeah. through something right now. Well, everyone, like, all <laughs> like, these people are dead. And she's like, <laughs> right. As if this is some sort of long con to end up in that threesome yeah. with the guy that she wants to hate fuck and the girl she doesn't want to hate fuck. No, she does like, not want to hate fuck. You guys are Tina. setting me up for something. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you think is happening? Is this Melissa? a trick? <laughs> like, I, I don't think so. I don't know why you guys would tell me that everybody around us is dead and try to keep me here, but I'm not falling for it. <laughs> they tried this on me last year. <laughs> like the oldest trick in the book. Classic. All your friends are dead? Okay. <laughs> and they're like, well, is that the oldest trick in the book for what? You know, we all know. <laughs> don't make me say it out loud. No, we need you to say it out loud because I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Do you about. want me to get the book? <laughs> she pulls out the book. See? Here. It's in the book. <laughs> They're like, oh, well, we didn't do that. We well, weren't while, doing that. While I have this book out, I actually have some literature on Herbalife. <laughs> <laughs> Just brush the, the newspaper clippings about Jason Voorhees to the side. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, ignore these. Ugh, what are these even doing here? What are those doing there? All right. What are they doing who, there? Who who did they belong to? Did they belong to Dr. Cruz? Did they belong to her dad? 
Oh, my God. There's so much to unpack with the dad. Because the dad, I mean, this is jumping ahead to the end, but I was, like, slightly irritated that he was, like, kind of a hero. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> oh, my God. He was so wonderful. Oh, my God. That's the best <laughs> fucking part of the movie. I sent, I showed Kelly, and I sent a screenshot to Patrick of my notes. But at the end of my notes, just say, in giant letters, like a Peanuts cartoon. <laughs> I was like the dude that like beats his wife gets to be the hero. It was the a perfect callback. Oh my god. It was god. perfection. She goes out to resurrect Jason or to resurrect her dad accidentally resurrects Jason and then her resurrected dad saves it's the a day it's called a character by, like, arc fucking awesome yeah also Kelly, you know what he learned his lesson in the lake <laughs> yeah, he spent a lot of time down there thinking yeah he served his time yeah and he grabs Jason by the shins which we've talked about yes, is a very important very part sexual. of the body mm-hmm. grabs him by the shins drags him back down who knows what's gonna happen down it's there it's true Sex. Sex. probably should it's a sexual death it's a sexual <laughs> sexual death <laughs> <laughs> sensual death Lindsay my god he may as well have pulled him into that lake by the dick <laughs> uh, yeah we get a lot of uh, murder attempts on Jason throughout this psychic battle uh, we get let's see here we get uh, grab him by some tree trunks uh, drag him into the water and electrify mm-hmm. him oh, oh yeah that, that was, was the first my, attempt my question is wouldn't that just make him stronger to electrify well, I don't. I don't know that the oh my God, like reborn by uh, lightning made it into the newspaper clippings or not. I don't know if that's part of the legend <laughs> oh. that they talk about at the beginning. But People are very know. fast so, and loose with how much they know about how he died and then was reborn and then died again. So, but my problem is the movie doesn't no. seem to know. The movie has no idea. I mean, and that was the thing too, right? Because like, so he gets he gets rejuvenated by uh, mm-hmm. Tina's lightning. And he comes out of the lake. Well, then mm-hmm. he's she uses electricity on him again. But I don't think she, she knows. No, she doesn't, she doesn't electrocute him, him to get him out of the lake. He is resurrected by lightning in number four. Number six, actually. Oh, or sorry, I'm sorry. Six. I you know actually why I was confused. My apologies. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, but you, you know what? Right. It's not an actually. You know why I was correct? <laughs> you know why? You know why I was confused? Then it's just a correction. <laughs> I was confused because actually, here's the correct information. There, that's allowed. There was an extensive, like previously on, at the beginning of the movie. So extensive, and so I was like, "Oh, well, also I, completely confusing." Well, yeah. So th- I was like experiencing a lot of like sensory overload during that part because it was like lightning, uh, like pe- like, and there were people that were like introduced. Uh, Corey and Feldman, killed. <laughs> yeah, Corey Feldman. Oh God. You guys, I saw Corey Feldman do a live set at a show that um, one of my friends was like. I'm listening. Oh boy, it was a, it was (laughs) yeah, it was a real bummer. It was um, so it was Corey Feldman and the Angels, and he was like Mm -hmm. playing footage of one of his shows from 20 years ago behind him and singing along to the same song. That that doesn't seem like an audiovisual panacopia. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it was. It made my stomach (laughs) hurt. So we ended up leaving. I have a lot of residual embarrassment, and I'm not even attached to the story in any way, shape, or form. No, yeah, it was extremely embarrassing. I really had to leave. A couple friends of mine saw him do a show in what they said seemed to be a defunct grocery store. Ooh, on brand. Somebody was using as a music venue. Uh 
Oh, man. But they said it pretty much looked like they just ripped off, like, the signs that said, like, meat and dairy. And then they <laughs> and put all the Corey cash and registers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this section is for Corey. <laughs> this section is for the Feldmans. They're are you a Corey or a Feldman? <laughs> <laughs> what side of that terrible wedding are you on? Uh, uh, so, anyway. yeah, we get um, we get the, the power line thing. I grade that like a B. Uh, yeah, it was fine. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, Jason self-defenestrates. We kind of talked about that leap inside. Uh, and then Tina closes doors and moves the table into his way. That's a D plus. Okay, that oh, was so sure. dumb. Because you know what I thought she was doing? I thought she was moving the table on her side. No, it's on his side. And like barricading the door. And then he moves it. He just like lifts it with one finger, with one of his very strong pointy fingers. And I was I, like, you idiot. I really did enjoy the casual manner in which he did that. He was like, well, I've come up against a table. I shall move the table. <laughs> he was like, I'll just put this right over here. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Launches it across the room. Uh, then she picks up a, a couch um, that does not seem particularly heavy uh, and launches that at his face. Uh, he mm-hmm. sort of uh, does a Three Stooges wah, wah, wah. Gets back up, yeah. and this is where we get the uh, head in the planter headbutt, which is an A minus. That's A plus 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 for me, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I was A, a plus asterisk. <laughs> that's what it means when you set the curve. <laughs> oh. I thought that that was amazing. I, I loved that. No, because I never got one. <laughs> oh, I never got one either. It was lots of talk in law school. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so then uh, they wander outside, and I do mean wander. There's not a lot of urgency on Jason's part. He's just kind of like no. going from set piece to set piece. He's hitting marks. Uh, and then Tina brings the porch down on him, and that's where you get a lot of, huh, what, what, where? Which is a <laughs> yeah. lot of reactions from an undead zombie who just came out of a lake you know, like nigh on to 24 hours ago. Who t- who typically gives zero reaction. Yes. Yeah. Also, okay, here's here's a question I have. Why does Tina think that kills him? She, she, she keeps thinking that at every turn. Like, She's like, now I've done it. So after the first time, she needs to be like, nothing, I, like, nothing is sure. After the first time she, like, electrifies him and he just gets up, then she needs to be like, okay, I need to, like... Head or nothing. I need to saw this head yeah. off. Like, I would, I mean, if, if I were her, <laughs> and I don't want to presume to speak for her but um if i were she's a fully formed person who has her own opinions and thoughts however if i were her i would have like strapped him down and just like sawed off every part of his body because like i would just not i mean he probably would break out and kill me but i feel like that's the only way to be sure because otherwise it's the same in like every movie if you don't get their head yeah you can't trust anything and sometimes they can still get you with the head out the head Sometimes a head can jump out at you from a planter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, then she she heads back in the house. This is when Melissa dies. And uh, Jason right. chucks her across the room like she's part of a bar brawl in Roadhouse. <laughs> yes. Yes. She really needed to slide down a bar. That would have been like with some old with some old timey you know, saloon music playing. Yeah. With, with a drunk at the <laughs> end going, hmm, I didn't order that. Just raising his beer last, so she just slides right past him. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jason chases Nick and Tina upstairs, and this is where we get that old Fate of the Furious wrecking ball treatment. She slams a light mm. fixture into his face, and he falls through the stairs 
I, I'll give that a B plus. I don't know why that's what happened. Yeah. His emergence. Oh, his like approach up the stairs. His, no, him breaking oh. out from under the stairs, out from like Harry Potter's little yes, room. Yes, yes. Was so funny to me. I laughed so hard because he's just like walking through the mall. But he's he, just like, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like I, I was like, OK, well, we're going to reveal that he's alive somehow. Yeah. But the fact that he just came out from under the stairs he just, themselves he, he, from a He wall. just walks through that wall like it's made of paper. Yeah. It was, <laughs> Which and it, it is. And it totally subverted my expectations. It was like exactly. an excellently crafted joke. <laughs> because like, honestly, because I thought he was going to, when they were like, so he falls through the stairs and they're like, oh my God, let's like walk right over where he just fell. Yeah. I was like, I was like, you idiots, he's going to grab you. He didn't grab them then. They make it all the way down. And then he's just like, oh, hey, guys. Like, it comes out from underneath. I was like, oh, sick. And he just Kool-Aid mans right through that bad boy. Exactly. Exactly. But with, like, oh, less yeah. aggression. Because <laughs> he's just like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nick puts oh. himself between uh, him himself between Jason and Tina. And he pays for that by getting tossed across the room. Like, he's a person at a roadhouse. And that's when we get that mm, awkward yep. foot massage um, mm-hmm. where he just kind of works the kidneys a little bit uh, mm-hmm. buying time tina responds by microwave massacring his brain well yeah. here's well, where i was gonna say tina why aren't you keeping this up that's what Squish i thought that head. i wrote okay this is what i wrote i wrote uh dude her tightening the mask is sick and then dot 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 kind of hoped she would keep doing that because it was so cool like she's like tightening it but then also like microwaving his brain so it's like exploding kind of out of the strap yeah there's like there's like like, there's like vanilla pudding just like flowing out of that that yeah someone get me some custard (laughs) that was crazy and so i was like Like, oh my gosh let's keep doing it it's full of old jello pudding pops and gremlin meat i don't know (laughs) what's in there yeah (laughs) but whatever it is keep it coming tina keep it coming teen she doesn't. Instead, she hanged yeah. him. I know. I was like, like Tina. That's the second lightning the light right fixture track. in a row. It's like, uh, it worked well yeah. the first time. This feels I like. I know. And they were both pendant lights. I was like, be original. <laughs> she's I also going that. back to the cord well. Yeah. Yes. She like, uses yeah. a cord. She's, she's very confident with cords. That's what we can get. Yeah. Uh, so. You got to innovate, though, uh, Tina. Tina yeah. makes the basement open up and drops them in there as like. Done and done. Yeah. Tries to wake Nick up, Again. and that's when uh, Jason pulls his. Oh, you remember when I did this out of a lake? I'm gonna do this out of a basement. Yoink! <laughs> uh, and then they face off uh, in the uh, in the basement like they're both working on Jolly Ranchers at the same time with their jaws. Yep. Oh my God! They are just chewing on some saltwater taffy. They are going crazy with their jaws in there. And then she's like going nuts with the gasoline. Yes. She uh, sprayifies him with gasoline, and it takes a long time after the gasoline spray for her to go. Oh, I need to get him close to fire, and this is yeah, way, way too, long. too long. This takes like two minutes for her to to connect these two dots together. Well, it honestly like it takes her so long that I feel like she wasn't even thinking about fire. She was just like, "I'll just spray this stuff on him." Was, uh, well, she launched a, she yeah. launched some nails at him too. I think she was just kind of going down the line of everything that was in the <laughs> yeah. storage shelf. You pretty soon a can of turpentine would have been flung at him. Yeah. Maybe a hammer, yeah. Yeah. a Necronomicon, whatever's in basements and cabinets. Yeah, a calendar of pretty ladies. <laughs> And then, oh, he just gets, like, uh, hit with, like, a bunch of the little cutout articles of himself. And then he, like, peels one off and he's like, huh? 
I'm what? in the Truman Show. I never show. did that. <laughs> uh, I I felt that Tina getting coated in gasoline and then pulling at her clothes and getting worried was sort of like Chekhov's gun that never gets used. Yes. Yeah. Well, what? she pulls off her jacket and throws it at him. Yeah. So, so is it just to show that It was like they she's... were making a point of showing that the gasoline gets on her and then there are no consequences. <laughs> no. no. I mean, I feel like they were just being like, this makes her look smart. <laughs> and then just like <laughs> did that. Because smart people take off clothes that have gasoline. gasoline on them. Well, they're not wrong. And throw them against their enemies. <laughs> So she's like, take this jacket. <laughs> she's shedding the last vestige Speaking of their battle at him and saying, I won't be yes. defined by this. <laughs> yes, it's very symbolic. I'm sure that yes. that's what they meant. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Nick grabs Tina. The two of them run like hell because uh, Jason's doing a full body burn, which I would not rank highly in the slasher full body burn canon. I think the one from Halloween 2 uh, where Michael just wanders down a hallway unstopping is probably better. Oh, that's scary. Oh, it's actually the probably the best part of that movie. Yeah, that's uh, cool. But, you know, anyone who lights themselves on fire, seriously, that is a big fucking stunt. You can't breathe because if you breathe, fire will go into your lungs. It is so yeah. difficult to do full body burns. Uh, it is a miracle fire. anyone survives it. Holy shit. Yeah. No, whenever well, you see someone just... on fire, they're not breathing because they can't. Their lungs will catch on fire if they do. Oh, my God. Well, you know what? Great job. Even though all he did was kind of like pirouette a little bit. Yeah. He's <laughs> not given a lot of room. I mean, he's, he's no. not exactly given the best stage to do what he do. But he's a craftsman. Yeah. <laughs> he did what he could with what he had. That's right. And so Nick apparently has a feeling, and that feeling is... This house is made out of dynamite, and if we don't run, we're going to be blown up in the dynamite house. And then it fucking happens. That house really blows up. I rewinded, I rewound it because I was like, am I missing something? Like, was there, like, do they just pan past, like, 7,000 cans or uh, things of propane, but they didn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, well they, the basement was filled with piles of woolen newspaper. <laughs> oh, classic. That they, 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 were, that they were careful to show several times. Yes, but newspaper generally doesn't explode. I will say, like, I didn't have to go back and look at it because I was like, yeah, Nick, you got to get her out of there because the house is going to explode because that's what happens. <laughs> oh, my movies. God. You were in it. You got to, you just, yeah. And then the house exploded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was, that's what happens in movies. It was so such- I was fine it was such an intense explosion always dumb no it was a crazy explosion one of the reasons they filmed in uh alabama was because this was the only place was gonna let them blow up a fucking house in the middle of a forest and holy shit did they blow up that house i'm just imagining that i I, i'm just imagining that they were like uh on location at that house doing the other shots and i'm just imagining them like right after it explodes they're like you know what i'm just realizing we needed to get uh yeah we needed to get some reshoots of uh you know it's fine we'll keep it we'll keep it it's fine, uh, it's fine. Oh. i love i left the lens cap on Fuck. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I, I forgot that we had yet to film this scene that explains why makeover girl runs out of the house looking for david no, she she catches Friday the Thirteenth disease, where all of yeah. a sudden things you know how to do you cannot do, which is go to the living room to find somebody you <laughs> saw in the living room. No, 
Yeah, where you last saw him. Instead, it's David. David, right there. <laughs> David. David, I wore my white pumps. <laughs> Can I just say that I love that when when Nick and Tina are escaping the house, this might be the first time I've ever heard someone use the phrase "hit the deck," and they literally hit yes. the deck. On point. <laughs> On point. I right have not thought of that. <laughs> also, when they do hit the deck, Tina has some kind of like unknown injury to her knee because she keeps like, gr- like she is like holding on to that knee. When like I was like I didn't see any like it, it was as if she had been like stabbed or like bashed in the knee with it. But that is her main. That's her core. Like that's where she keeps reaching to every time she has to act scared. It's she a sensitive sexual organ, is what we've learned. You know what? This. It's so close to the shin. Yes. It's so Too close. close. Too close. And uh, oh my god, the deck is almost like a coffee table. <laughs> She's ready. <laughs> oh my god. She's so ready. It's right there. It's right there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think the reason why she's constantly grabbing her knee is in that in that stunt that happens just after the house blows up and Jason just shows up out of the blue and throws her across the deck. <laughs> That's actually her. Oh, my God. Really? She decided, mm. I'm going to do this stunt. And no. she comes down right on that knee. And they did it Why? like eight well, fucking there times. Go. There you go. That's it. She's actually hurting. Yeah. That's a woman in pain. Yeah. And so Kelly, people you should really not notice that. People yeah. not, should not be hurt for a movie ever. That oh, sucks. my God. Why that stunt? Why did she choose that stunt? <laughs> it looked easy is my guess. Yeah, and she's they like, tell me. I don't know. Because yeah. you're going to throw Nick in the boat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he gets uh, backplanted. He does a full-on flop uh, into that boat. And this is when we see something, every time I see it, and we've already talked about it a little, I am amazed that it actually happens. Tina calls upon her father, like Aquaman summoning a seahorse. And he just <laughs> jets up from the bottom of this lake, where he, apparently he has been hanging out in a sweater, yeah, and just grabs glorious. him and drags him to the bottom of Crystal Lake and fade hell. out. He looks great. Oh, he lo- for a guy in the bottom of the lake for 10 years, he looks fantastic. Yeah. Jason yeah, looked I mean, terrible. He's... He looked great. He's very well preserved. He looked. He knew exactly what he had to do. He he was on it. He looked determined. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was he was at the starting blocks for however many years he was in that in yeah. that lake. Yeah. He pops up, "Get the hell away from my daughter." <laughs> Oh, God. And then back down he goes. <laughs> and he goes, Tina, this is my amends. <laughs> Forgive me. So what do you think that, like, Jason and Tina's dad are just chilling out down there now? Oh, I hope. I mean, I mean, I mean, there's no reason. I mean, if they didn't bother, you know, dragging the lake to look for her father the first time around, they're, they're not going to bother with that now, right? No. Well, as we've learned throughout Friday the 13th, anything that happens below the surface of the water, it's just gone. It just disappears, yeah. and we don't worry about it ever again. Forget it, Jake. It's it's water. Crystal Lake. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's better because it rhymes. Uh, don't worry about it, Jake. It's uh, Crystal Lake. I'm, I'm just I'm just kind of imagining them sitting down there, and and you know Tina's dad looking at Jason kind of sternly. Now I've got my eye on you. Yeah. And and Jason sitting there. Any the, funny business. And Jason just sitting there. You, you fuck you, man. You're not my father. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we also don't know that. We don't know that he's not his father because yeah. we don't know who. That's true. Jason's oh, twist! Is. Jason is twins with Tina. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> maybe maybe he's the Roy of this particular universe, and he's the one who started it all. I laughed out. My last part that I laughed out loud was the fact 
that Tina and Nick get taken away in a couple's hearse ambulance. <laughs> yes. I was like, what? From, from 1960. They are in a There is a normal suite. ambulance. There's a normal right ambulance right next there. to them. <laughs> and they're like, you know what? <laughs> Don't use that one. No. They're just like tin cans trailing yes. out from the back. I was like, just what? hurt together. What? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the ending of this was just so lazily written. It was just as an afterthought. It's like, oh, wait, we have to establish that, that Tina and Nick are still alive. So yeah. you have you have Nick with the, ah, Jason. Like he just yeah. like woke up in the ambulance. It's dawn. It, it's, yeah. it's And then like, what happened? She's like, I took care of it. Credits. It's like, it's like, yeah. oh, we, then, for, we forgot to actually give this an ending. Even before that, Tina's like, where's Nick? He's fine. I love that. <laughs> I, it was like the best bit of ADR. Where's Nick? He's fine. Where's Jason? I took care of it. End. <laughs> and also like, those are things we already know, kind of like yeah. <laughs> that Jason's taken care of. So it was, it was so funny. And I could not tell which paramedic was supposed to be saying he's fine. I hope it was the one with the permed mullet. Cause I love that guy's hair. Uh, that's the first one I was like, the man, that guy's hair is amazing. Yeah. I mean, he, it looked like he used, you know, when people use a straightener to curl their hair, mm-hmm. it was like that look, it was like the beach wave look, but <laughs> only around the neck. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> Uh, love that dude's hair. And as this is the Friday the 13th universe, um, all paramedics are gross, evil people. So one of those three people is a serial killer. Uh, anyone have any guesses as to which one it is? What? Wait, is this a Wait, real what? serial killer? Like in real life or is this? No, in the movie, in the movies, paramedics are either gross people or they turn out to be serial killers. Or, or they're or they're just inco- generally incompetent yeah. and lazy at their job. Friday the 13th does not trust first responders. So one of those people is a serial killer? Yeah. Which one do you or think it is? Or are we just guessing? I, I need to know. Is there a future movie where one of those paramedics is a serial killer? There was a. Do we get like a previously on where speaking, he's carrying away Tina and then like it's... A, there's a previously on. Uh, in part five, the paramedic turns out to be a serial killer. Okay. Okay. So which one in this would... The yeah, if you were to guess. Because be? okay. that's just the movie we didn't see. I was too... I was writing down too furiously... All of my ha 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 ha. <laughs> so I didn't get a look. I didn't get the best look at the paramedics. <laughs> See, I don't know. I don't know if this. Would, I'm feeling like if he is creepy, 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 like a Jerry Brudos vibe. But I don't know. It's tough to say. It could be the old guy. It could be the w- overweight yeah, guy. And it could be hockey hair. Tina's dad. Uh, I, I would say. I would say it's the mustachioed gentleman. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can never trust a mustache in the 80s no no you really couldn't or now no i i know some people i, I was like the, the single the just just a mustache that that's generally a shady fellow <laughs> otherwise the sunlight would dapple their upper lip i think this is going to be a flame war to some of our guests that have come <laughs> on the show <laughs> <laughs> well that's what i say it's like in the 80s i feel like in in a movie the guy with the mustache is maybe not such a good character yeah yeah so I'm going to go mustache, too. Okay. Yeah, maybe mustache. I'm, I'm team mustache. So proposed, so yeah. passed. <laughs> Let's do what we always do here, and that is play uh, America's least known game show, Choose Your Own Death Venture. <laughs> and that is, uh, we're going to decide if we had to die in some way that is presented in this film, that being getting an axe to the face getting sawed in the gut with a branch trimmer or getting hacked through the back with some sort of sharp sharpened field hockey stick what would you choose and why and i choose kelly to go first 
Okay, I know I was like, do I have to choose from the three that we discussed? You have to choose from the three. Okay. Them's the rules. I didn't actually. I did make them up, but those are the rules. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I think I would choose the mist. I I want that like weird mystery garden tool in my gut. I think I would choose that to die as the doctor dies. So, but you know you're gonna have to go cross-eyed. Listen, I want to leave everybody with a chuckle. <laughs> That's what I want. I want people to be confused and then amused mm -hmm. by my dad. That's right. <laughs> and also, like, it didn't seem that bad. Like, it was one of those things where, like, the buildup was so great. And then it was just like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Owie, what are you doing? So I, <laughs> I think I choose that. I think I choose that because it did kind of just seem like a fun, uh, just a fun little joke that you get to do at the end with your eyes crossed. <laughs> it's so, so heard, so passed. Okay, uh, Lindsay, what say you? So you're telling me I can't be killed by Tina's resurrected father? No, because Jason <sighs> isn't truly dead. He's undead. Okay. He's been undead right. for a while. So unfortunately, it's not point. up for bid. I'm going to go roadhouse kill then. Okay. I'm going to go axe to the face, thrown across a room. You want to die in the air. <laughs> you understand you'll be wearing white pants in January in Alabama. Better. Uh, Even better. It just improved it. Yep. Excellent. All right, Gina, uh, what do you have to say? Um, even though I, I'm a I'm a delight to every every person I meet and, and warm and kind at all times, I, I too am going to take uh, Melissa's way out. It's got panache. She uh, she you know, she kept her personality intact. She didn't blink once. She looked only you know, mildly scared and puzzled at the sight of a six foot five rotting corpse appearing in the doorway for her. I mean, she she just looked like she was if she had had more than a second or two to live, she would have fired up and fuck you too before it's just <laughs> pushing right past him and stomping off to the other house in a snake. Not my style. <laughs> you know, po quite possibly I'm making some sort of lewd remark about how how much he clearly wants to fuck her, but yeah. you know, yeah. yeah, yeah, just again, just the style just being flung across the room like like you're in a wrestling match. I'm I'm gonna take that way out. I mean, you get to fly, and that's probably the best part about it. Um, and we come back around to R. Kelly. <laughs> ah, that's right. I, I didn't think I'd reference that man I believe so I often can. in one day. <laughs> and uh, I think I'm going to go with Amanda Shepard's death. And here's the reason why. I enjoy being held by the shoulders. I just like oh, it. I find okay. it comforting. It, just, it makes me feel like, hey, you... I want to hold your head in the direction that my head is going in. <laughs> I want our heads to be the same. Yeah. I want you to I want you to know what I'm talking about. And I just find Let's that comforting. I don't think there's any better way to go. No one can convince me otherwise. And as such, that brings us uh, to the end of the podcast. Hey, uh, Lindsay and Kelly, where can people hear and find out more about you? Well, they can find our podcast, Team Creeps, on feralaudio.com slash teamcreeps. Excellent. Yeah. And uh, we're also on Twitter at Team Creeps Pod. We each have our own twits and instas. <laughs> yep. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Kelly Nuji. And um, every Tuesday night, you can go to twitch.tv slash hyperrpg and watch me do a Buffy RPG at 
8.30 p.m. Buffy's old slot. Excellent. Do it today, people. Check it out. Okay, you can find us in all the usual places. Twitter, Instagram, our Facebook group and page. And as always, uh, the body count continues. Until next time, people. For myself, Gina, Kelly, and Lindsay. Bye-bye, everybody. Jason's coming. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Lindsay is sitting right next to it with her back to a window, too. Uh So I'm like, girl, get away from that window. Also, Kelly and I are sitting in her living room. In the dark. It has gotten dark since we started. black in here. It's dark. I do not care. It is dark. (laughs) Kelly is only lit by the light from her laptop. (laughs) I can can barely see Lindsay. there are candles burning in their office. (laughs) (laughs) Lindsay is sitting in a dark corner <laughs> and i can't really see her except for her headphones and honestly it looks like kelly's mic is a mustache <laughs> oh, no. the, must- the mustache has become sentient one of us is a killer and neither <laughs> of us know who it is oh so it's like the end of the thing then mm. you can see which one is producing uh it, it, you can see their breath let's see uh that's you just sit and wait and see what happens it's too hot to see our breath it's too hot my legs are crossed and they're sliding around (laughs) so sweaty i'm so sweaty (laughs) losing our minds (laughs) we're just sweating in the dark (laughs) sweating in the dark talking about friday the 13th part seven (laughs) you're you're living your best life uh it's i mean our most authentic life that's for okay. sure. All right, Patrick, are we still are we on the same time plane? I, I would like to think so. I've heard everything <laughs> you said and I've enjoyed it. Okay, because okay, right, you were like you were like coming in about five seconds after we were like you know we would ask you a question to be silent, silent. So I was, yes, I could hear you. <laughs> <Boy>. <laughs> and it's like, are we talking by a Ouija board? Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. had to wait for you to answer. Yeah, well, you gave away the twist that's going to be revealed at the end of this podcast. But okay, thanks, Gina. Oh. <laughs> Kill by Kills produced by We Write Good and is intended for entertainment purposes only. Friday the 13th is owned by Paramount Pictures. Jason is owned by New Line Cinema. No infringement is intended. Kill by Kill logo was designed by Josh Hollis. Visit him at joshhollis.com. The Kill by Kill theme was created exclusively for us by Revenge Body. Get the whole track and much, much more at revengebodymemphis.bandcamp.com today.